Hey friends, welcome to the City Hope Podcast. My name is Bobby Thompson, and I have the privilege of serving as a lead pastor. I pray that today's message would inspire you, it would encourage you, and it would also challenge you in your walk with Christ. Enjoy today's sermon. Hey, once again, can you just thank our worship team for leading us so well this morning? Uh, uh, man, it's so good to, to be together. Once again, let me just uh, thank you for being here and welcome you to City Hope Church. We're so glad you chose to be here with us today. My name's Bobby, and uh, I'm just going to talk to you just for a few minutes today. Uh, I'm going to put it right out there from the beginning. I've got one agenda this morning, all right? I've got one agenda. I want you to walk out of here saying, uh, man, I experienced God today. Not that we sang good songs or it looked amazing in here, which it usually does, but today is this extra special. But, but today, my only agenda is that you would walk out of here having met with Jesus. Because I believe and we believe that Jesus is the hope of the world and he's the hope for the world. And so Christmas is the beginning of the greatest story ever told. We all like stories, we all like movies, and we like the storylines to be good. This is the greatest story ever told. Throughout his life, Jesus always represented what was good. He always represented what was kind. And, and the reality is, is no matter who you are, no matter what side of the tracks you come from, Jesus is someone that is accessible to everyone. And so today, that is the message of Christmas. I think it's wise for us to, to kind of start at the end before we get to the beginning. We get the honor to read the rest of the story, right? We get the honor to read the whole story. But to truly understand the beginning, and, and maybe you ask the question, well, why Christmas? Why do we even celebrate Christmas? Why did Jesus even have to be born? Well, about 30 years after Jesus was born, he says why he had to be born. He tells us the end of the story, a very familiar verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. You see, church, Jesus was born to die. That's the end of the story. That's the reason why we celebrate Jesus was born in order so that he could die. And so just for the next few minutes, I want to look together at the first Christmas story to see how God can still use it in our lives today. We're going to look in Luke chapter 2 uh, from a man named Luke's perspective. I've asked Cameron and Avery to come, and they're going to help us read the, the few verses that we're going to have today. And I'm going to ask you right now, I know we've kind of been doing some uh, calisthenics this morning, up and down, up and down, but I'm going to ask you to stand with me and honor the reading of God's word as Cameron and Avery come and read together with us. They'll be reading in Luke chapter 2, begin reading in verse number 1. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole empire should be registered. This first registration took place while Coerius was governing Syria. So everyone went to be registered, each to his own town. Joseph also went up from the town Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. Because he was of the house and family line of David, to be registered along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for her to give birth. Then she gave birth to her firstborn son. That was Jesus. 
And she wrapped him tightly in cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. Luke 2, 4 through 7. Great job, ladies. Can we tell them how great a job? Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. You may be seated. So, Joseph and Mary, they were on this journey. They were going to their hometown, uh, Joseph's hometown, back to Bethlehem so that they could register for the census. Now, we already know a little bit about this young couple at this time. They were engaged to be married. Their, their marriage was yet to be consummated. They heard from the Lord that Mary was carrying the Messiah. They, they already heard this. They knew what was going on. But being that Mary was still a virgin, this was very hard for everybody to take in. And, and probably for some of you, it's even still hard today to really fathom. It's, it's, it's really hard to breathe in and, and believe everything that we read. Why? Because it's not normal, right? What we read here is not, there's emotions, there's doubts, there's anxiety. But all of this along, Mary and Joseph head to Bethlehem. Verse 6 is where I want to sit for just a minute today. Verse 6 says this, while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. Now, I've been uh, uh, preaching for 20 plus years. I've read this verse probably dozens, if not hundreds of times. But this year, those first four words jumped off the page to me, and I could not get them out of my mind. God continued to bring these first four words while they were there. While they were there. You see, Joseph and Mary, this wasn't normal for them. This wasn't their normal place. The reality is this wasn't according to their plans. This is something that uh, I would I would be willing to bet that Mary probably didn't dream of having her baby away from her homeland, right? She probably didn't dream to have a baby in a stable. But while they were there, this phrase keeps jumping out. It does tell of their geographical location, but I think it also represents a season that they were going through in life. A season of, man, we've got more questions than we've got answers. But here we are, while we're here, we're going to obey. I wonder how many of you sit in here this morning, whether you're uh, uh, from this area, or you're visiting, this is the first time you've been to church in a long time. I wonder how many of you sit in here today and realize, man, I'm in a tough season. There's a season going on in my life. There's, there's different seasons, right? We have seasons of emotions and, and different responsibilities and, and all these different seasons come in our life. And here's Mary and Joseph and they had to learn a really tough lesson. That we can't always control the seasons, but we can control our response. We can't always control what's going on around us. We can't always, uh, you know, make our kids behave, make our spouse do these things, make our work do this, but we can control our response. You see, I believe that the Lord creates different seasons in our lives to shape us, to help us deal, to cre create us into the person he intended us to be. And this is a really big deal. And I, I want to just stop here just for a minute and, and talk about seasons of our life. The Bible has a lot to say about our seasons. One of the, uh, the Bible calls the wisest man to ever live, his name was Solomon. And Solomon talks about seasons. And I want you to hear this. And I realized this week there was a song written after this. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Some of you probably older than 40 will remember this. For everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. 
a time to plant and a time to harvest, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down, a time to build up, a time to cry, a time to laugh, a time to grieve, a time to dance. Verse 5, a time to scatter stones, a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and time to turn away, time to search and time to quit searching, a time to keep and time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be quiet and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. Verse 9. What do people really get for all their hard work? Here it is. I have seen the burden God has placed on all of us, yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. God uses our seasons in our life, just as he's using Mary and Joseph to see that he can make everything beautiful in its time. Seasons, whether they're good or bad, are ways for God to capture our heart and to get our faith. And here's what I believe, that God will change the season of life when he's ready to change something about me. God will change the season in my life when he's ready to change something about me. Friend, whether this season for you is filled with so much joy or whether it's filled with pain, I pray that you can take heart and have hope because of this Christmas story. God loves you dearly. And he did not take you through a tough season. You're not in a tough season right now because there's no hope. I pray that while you are there, your trust will increase. Your faith will increase. You see, while they were there, Joseph and Mary had some very difficult decisions to make. Think about this for a second. They had some obedience that they had to figure out. Are we going to do this or not? Are we going to take these steps or not? And here's the truth about trusting in God in every season of our life. Obedience doesn't always lead to easy I know that's not a joyful message to preach on Christmas morning, but that's the truth of the matter. Some of you say, well, I prayed and I read my Bible and I read a couple verses and I went to church on Christmas or I help old people, whatever it may be. I'm a good person. How come my life's still crazy? How come I don't feel very blessed? Well, for for some people, this is the mindset that if uh, as long as I get what I want, then I'll be obedient. Right? This is called uh, circumstantial obedience. It's more of a transaction than a relationship. Think about it, ladies, uh, when, when those of you who are married, when your uh, spouse sat down on his knee and he said, will you marry me? But then before you were able to answer, he said, but hang on, before you answer, I want you to know something. Um, I'm going to stay married to you as long as you cook my dinner every night. <laughs> As long as my clothes are clean, as long as the bed is made and the house is clean, and as long as I get to watch football all day on Saturdays, then we're going to be good. How many of you ladies are signing up for that saying yes? No, we're not doing that. But so often, so often we treat the Lord in this way. I'll be obedient, I'll follow along, I'll do what you ask me to do as long as everything works out well for me. But as soon as something hard comes into my life, uh, yeah, it's time for me to go the other way. I'm going to try something else. My relationship with God should never be based on performance. It's based on his promises. You see, God promised Mary that she would become the mother of the son of God. 
God promised Mary that she would be blessed. God promised Mary that nothing would be impossible for her God. And even though they were in a season of unknown, Mary and Joseph obeyed. What season are you in right now in your life? Are you being obedient to what God's calling you to do and who God is calling you to be? Let's jump back in real quick with Joseph and Mary's Mary's story. And let's look at where their obedience took them. They didn't understand the season. They didn't know everything that God wanted them to do, but they were obedient. And look what happens. Verse 6, while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him tightly in cloth, laid him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. If this is me, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you this morning. I'm not the most spiritual person in the world. I'm going to be like, what, you told me to be obedient, and I did what you want me to do, but I can't even have my baby in the hospital? I can't even, what about a bed, a couch, a house, something? I have to have my baby in a stable? How can I be blessed but going through this mess? It doesn't, it doesn't really add up, right? It doesn't really make a lot of sense. How can I be blessed? But it doesn't look like what you're saying it should look like. And again, I love that we have the privilege to read the rest of the story. Because this was all part of God's plan, right? Jesus, although he was king of kings and lord of lords, he deserved to be born in a palace. But God wanted to show his humility and so he was born in a stable. Mary didn't know this at the time. She just had to be obedient. You see, in God's master story and the greatest story ever told, Joseph and Mary were important, but they're not the main characters. Jesus is. Just a few days ago, uh, our, our, my middle daughter, Sissy, she's in eighth grade. She, she, we were out shopping and doing some stuff, and she said, Dad, you know, Christmas really doesn't make a lot of sense. She's like, it's Jesus' birthday, but why do we all buy presents for ourselves? And I was like, you know, sis, you're right. You're right. You're exactly right. I don't think I'm going to get you anything. And she, no, no, I still want presents. It doesn't make sense, but I still want you to buy me something. And, and her, little, her little eighth grade mind is, is going, wait a minute. If the, if the reason that we do this, the reason we celebrate, why do we make it so much about us? And see, Mary and Joseph, they were important in the story, but they're not the stars of the show. And I think they understood this. In their obedience, they said, you know what? We're going to do what God's called us to do no matter what that looks like. And hey, let's be honest. They, they They were scared. They were cautious. They had doubts. But their trust won out. Their belief and their faith in God is, is that they knew that God was going to do what he said he was going to do. Even in those seasons where they weren't confident, they trusted. The Apostle Paul is one of the greatest uh, preachers and church planners in the world has ever seen. In Galatians, he says, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Mary and Joseph didn't know the rest of the story. And the reality is you and I don't know the rest of our story. The season that you're in right now, you don't know how that's going to play out. And so your role, my role, I got to keep praying. I got to keep seeking. I got to keep trusting. I got to keep believing. I got to keep swinging, right? That's why I can't kill my kids because one day they might buy me a new car or something. I don't know the rest of the story. I don't know how it's going to turn out. 
We don't always know the rest of the story, but we can be obedient like Joseph and Mary. As we close out our time today, I want to I just offer you one, one more challenge as we get ready to head our separate ways. In verse 7, Many of you have read this before and maybe even talked about it. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him tightly in cloth, laid him in a manger. And then look at these last few words here. Because there was no guest room available for them. Now let me remind you of something. This is Joseph's hometown. This is where he's from. These are Joseph's people. These are Joseph's family. And no one had any room for Jesus. I don't know everybody in this room. I can't even see half of you, okay? But here's what I do know. I think that this is God's word for somebody for right now, for this year. It's time for you to make room for something new. It is time for you to make room for something new in your life. As you celebrate the greatest story ever told, as you walk into a brand new year, next week we're going into 2024, make room for something new. God wants to do something in you. God wants to do something through you. And I want you to hear me today. Consider this your invitation to get involved in what God's doing. I know that God wants to reveal himself to you. He wants you to experience his goodness and his grace and his love and his mercy and his hope. And listen to me today, church. He is the prince of peace. Some of you, that's all you desire in your heart and in your life right now is just some peace. And so let me encourage you today, make room for something new. He wants to be Lord over your life. If you're looking at your life and you're tired, you're tired of the same old, same old, make room for something new. When we obey, when we take our steps of obedience, we experience God and know God on new levels. It's time to make room for something new this Christmas. There was no room in Joseph's hometown for baby Jesus. And again, we know that because, because we read the rest of the story. We know how it turns out. And today, you and I have a choice. Am I going to make room for something new? Am I going to be obedient? Am I going to walk through this season and keep praying and hoping and believing and having faith? Or am I going to give up? That's the choice we have to make. As we close our time together today, I want to ask everybody in here to do me a little favor. Everybody grab your candle, if you will. There should have been one there in your seat. If you do not have one, just raise your hand and we'll, we'll get that. And, and just hang on to that candle just for a second. And once you grab that candle, would you just bow your heads? Just bow your heads, close your eyes. If you need a candle, just raise your hand. We'll come, we'll bring you one. I like to end my time whenever I get the opportunity to preach. I like to end with just some questions. Questions that you can ask yourself that between you and the Lord, this isn't between you and your spouse or your children or your family. This is a personal thing between you and God today. And so let me ask you this question at first. What is something in your life that you need to remove so that you can make room for new? See, a lot of times we don't have any room in our life for something new because it's taken up space with other things. 
Is there a sin? Is there a struggle? Is there a relationship? Is there a mindset? Is there an unhealthy habit that has become comfortable to you? You see, sometimes we don't like new things because it's uncomfortable. And we're comfortable with the old. I'm good with what I got going on in my life. But God wants to do something new. Would you be bold enough today to pray and ask God to reveal anything in your life that needs to be removed so that you can experience something new? If you're tired of the same oh same oh, the same sleepless nights, the same struggles, the same hurts, would you be bold enough today to pray that God would reveal something in your life that needs to be removed so that you can experience something new? You see, I believe that the reason why this is the greatest story ever told, because in Christ, because of this baby that was born, you and I can have a new life. He can change the direction of your journey by us surrendering our plans to him. Just like Joseph and Mary. They didn't know it. They didn't know everything. They didn't have all the answers, but they were willing to surrender. I wonder today, and I'm going to ask you just to, uh, with your heads bowed and eyes closed, just in the, in the quietness of this moment, and, and please hear me today. I told you my agenda is for you to meet with God, and maybe God's calling you to take a step this morning and take an action step. Is there anybody in here today that would say, you know what, Pastor Bobby, I'm ready for something new. I'm ready to make room in my life for something new. If that's you, would you just slip your hand up right now? It's between you and God. I'm ready for something new. I see your hands. Anybody else? I'm ready for something new this year. This season, I'm ready for something new. Put your hands up right back down. I'm going to pray for you. Thank you. Thank you for being honest. We want to help you walk this journey, and, and, and we want to help you be sure you're on the right track. And the, the, the surest way that we know how is to make sure that you know that you have a relationship with Jesus. That is step one in all of our lives. If we want something new, right? If, if we want to just not go through another Christmas and, and, and spending money and throwing away wrapping paper and boxes and boxing up our tree here in a few weeks, if you want something new this Christmas, it starts with having a relationship with Jesus. And here's how I want to end our time today. If you're here this morning and you've already taken this pivotal step and you've given your heart to Jesus, you've made him Lord over your life. You know you you have a relationship with him. I want to ask you right now just to turn your candle on. And just lift it up. You don't have to lift it real high, but just up high enough. I know that I have a relationship with Jesus. I've taken this step. He lives inside of my life. Lots of candles up. The reality is for some of you in here this morning, you couldn't turn your candle on yet. You need a personal relationship with Christ and you've not taken that step. And again, my only agenda here today, I'm not trying to force you into believing anything. I want the Holy Spirit to work in your soul and in your life and do something new. But to be made whole, to be saved, is to submit to God and his plan and his purpose for our lives. It's turning from my old ways and saying, Jesus, make me new. It's asking for forgiveness of my sins and beginning a new life in him. The Bible says that if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. 
Listen to me, church. Salvation is God's free gift to us. We get to become his children. It is an irrevocable acceptance into the family of God. It's new. If you're not sure whether you're right with God or you know for a fact that you need Jesus in your life, then you can choose him right now. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. This isn't some magical prayer. This is between you and the Lord. I'm just helping you talk to God. But if this morning you couldn't turn your candle on because you've never started that relationship, let me encourage you to pray this prayer and mean it with your heart as the Bible says. Declare with your mouth. Believe in your heart. In the quietness of your seat. If you need to take that step today, just say this prayer in your heart with me. Dear Jesus, I'm praying this prayer because I know I've done wrong. I've been living without you. Today I say I'm sorry. And I trust that you will forgive me of my sins. I believe that you died for me. You rose again for the payment of my sins. I accept your love and grace for me and I ask you to be the Lord of my life. Help me to believe in you and love you every day. Help me to show the world what you are like and how great your love is. Make me new today. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm gonna ask to stand to our feet and everyone go ahead and turn your candles on. We're going to have a time where we sing together and here in just a few minutes, Pastor Stephen's going to come give us one announcement and then we're going to head out and go our separate ways. But as we're singing this song, can I just ask you to do me a favor? Would you respond to God? However the Lord's speaking to your heart, if, if you need to take that step of asking him for something new, use this song to pray. If you need to talk to someone about your relationship with Christ, step out. But please, please, please hear me. Don't walk out of here the same. Make room for something new in your life. Whether you've been a Christian for a long time or today starts that journey, make room for something new this year. If you're here this morning and you prayed that prayer with me, can I just ask you to do me one favor? On your way out, will you just stop by and say, hey, Pastor Bobby, I prayed with you. I'm not going to embarrass you. I want to walk on this journey with you. We want to help you. We've got a few resources for you, and we'd love to walk on this journey with you. Once again, thank you so much for being here. I can't even express with words how much it means that you are here this morning. Your presence matters so much to us. Thank you for your faithfulness to the Lord. I pray God's richest blessings on your family. Let's sing out together. Thanks again for tuning in with us today. We would love to connect with you, and the best way to do that is through social media or go straight to our website. God bless you, and have a wonderful day.